Hi everyone, this is Taylor St. Germain with this episode of Trends Talk, and I will be using this episode of Trends Talk to answer the questions that I was not able to get to from my uh, oil and gas webinar on April 27th. So this Trends Talk, I will be answering the unanswered questions from the State of Oil and Gas April 27th webinar. Without further ado, I'll jump into the first question here. The first question is, how quickly will green or alternative energy displace fossil fuels in the US? My answer to that is decades. It is going to be decades before we see green or alternative energy displace fossil fuels. I like to utilize the electrical vehicle conversation uh, to answer this question. Uh, people often ask when something like in electric vehicles, when are the electrical vehicle markets going to take over here in the US? And through partnering with our firm Interact Analysis and uh, doing our own analysis uh, here at ITR with the team, uh, we see that it is going to be decades. And typically it's that 2050, 2060 timeframe where we're, we're, we're looking at for the, um, the, the timeline as it relates, not just to electric vehicles, but uh, fossil fuels in the US. And that's similar to what you hear from governments around the world. China's quoted a 2060 timeframe in terms of net zero emissions. I believe President Biden here in the US has said 2050. So we are still decades from it. We'll continue to see more progress in the alternative space and the electric vehicle space throughout these next few decades. And what I would imagine uh, is uh, more government intervention to steer us in that direction, but still decades away. The second question that I have here is, can you comment on the wild ride oil stocks are facing? Looks more like the high tech sector. I agree with you there. Um, given your bullish perspective, should we imagine this continuing, but over time it will smooth out into a general upward growth cycle through mid 2022? The very first thing I have to point out is I am not a certified financial advisor. I am not um, allowed to even um, to, to give you all stock advice. What I will say is I think there is a real disconnect right now between what's going on with oil prices and then the, the balance sheets of the oil and gas companies, their debt to equity ratios typically over leveraged in a year like 2020. So I think there is a lot of optimism when people look at the trajectory of oil prices, but there's still a bit of pessimism when we look at the specific organization's financials operating in the space. Um, along with a, a slow to climb rotary rig count. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of volatility is people see the, the promise of higher prices in what could be an attractive year, hence our forecast for 21 and 22, but we're still yet to really see that impact the financials. So my thought is, is that yes, as we move deeper into 21 and 2022, we see uh, continue to see greater performance financially from these organizations as demand increases which uh, should logically um, create a uh, less volatility in those prices. But uh, again, I, uh, I have uh, no qualification to give you stock advice, so, so take that with a grain of salt. Uh, the next question here is, from a Canadian perspective, will the U.S. look to Canada for increased oil imports to help supporting, support a growing U.S. demand in place of uh, increasing U.S. production and CapEx? Um, I, I like to refer, in order to answer this question, I'd refer you back to the data from 2019 as it relates uh, from oil imports um, 
as it relates to Canada. Um, Canada was the, large in, in, was the largest foreign supplier of crude oil to the United States. That's accounting for about 48% of U.S. crude oil imports and 22% of U.S. refinery crude oil intake. So Canada was exporting 3.7 million barrels per day to the United States in 2019. The reason I, again, I referenced 2019 is because that was the last year of, as I'll say in quotes, relative normalcy. Um, so the answer is, is, is yes, I would expect Canada to continue to provide the United States with a lot of, uh, with a lot of oil. And I expect that the United States is still uh, re remains the, the hotspot for Canada in terms of uh, their uh, exporting oil to other countries. However, my hesitation is that, of course, the Keystone Pipeline uh, was ended, that project. And that was a significant, um, uh, I guess, a, a significant mode of transportation for, uh, for um, of course, oil and gas from Canada to the United States. Now, in 2019, of course, the Keystone Pipeline, uh, you know, was, was not uh, uh, operational. We were still in the process of, of building that. So uh, I would expect uh, that 2021 and 2022 look similar to 2019 levels. So yes, I think the U.S., I don't think the reliance on Canada is going to change, I, but I think we are going to continue to rely on Canada um, to, to export a lot of their uh, domestic oil here to us in the United States. And finally, the last question that I have is, will a large infrastructure bill help raise the demand for oil in any significant way? Or what effect will something like that have on the industry in general? Uh, a couple of things to note about an infrastructure bill. When an infrastructure bill is passed, we all like to think of it as a boost to the economy or a shot in the arm. However, the data doesn't always shape up that way. Uh, an infrastructure bill, it's, uh, especially the one proposed from President Biden, is a bill that will uh, essentially, the, the spending will occur over an eight-year period of time, according to quotes from President Biden. So this is a large amount of money that will be spent, but over a very long period of time. So we typically don't see any drastic, significant, say, rate of change acceleration. The second an infrastructure bill is passed, that money needs to be um, raised, allocated, um, and, uh, and we need to find the labor to, of course, uh, do that work. So I, I think it will contribute to increasing demand for oil as all of the machinery and equipment um, that, that will be working on the infrastructure will demand oil to run. But I don't think you're going to see an adrenaline shot to the arm, so to speak. I, I think we'll see that play out over a much longer period of time. So that effect might be muted compared to what one might originally be expecting. So I, I, I hope that helps. That's the, the remaining questions that I had to answer. Again, thank you all so much for, for joining my webinar uh, on the state of oil and gas. Um, I hope you found it helpful. And uh, please send in any remaining questions that you have. Again, follow me on LinkedIn. Feel free to, to send me any questions that you have there. Uh, but for today, that's all the time I had. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Trends Talk. I'm Taylor Sagerman, and I will talk to you soon.